بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم ما بعد وان معاويه بن الحكم السلمي رضي الله عنه قال بين انا اصلي مع رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم اذا اتس رجل من القوم فقلت يرحمك الله فرمان القوم يبصاري فقلت واثكل ام يا ما شانكم تنظرون الي فجعلوا يضربون بايديهم على افخاذهم فلما رايتهم يصمتوني لكني سكت فلما صلى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فبابي هو وامي ما رايت معلما قبله ولا بعده احسن تعليما منه فوالله ما كهرني ولا ضربني ولا شتمني قال ان هذه الصلاه لا يصلح فيها شيء من كلام الناس انما هي التسبيح والتكبير وقراءه القران او كما قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قلت يا رسول الله اني حديث عهد بجاهليه وقد جاء الله بالاسلام وان منا رجالا ياتون الكهان قال فلا تاتهم قلت ومنا رجال يتطيرون قال ذاك شيء يجدونه في صدورهم فلا يصدنه فلا يصدنهم رواه مسلم continue with the riwayat yesterday we mentioned the incident personal occurrence which happened with muawiya bin hakam sulami radiyallahu ta'ala anhu He says, I was making salah with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When a person sneezed, I responded and said, Ya Allah. People started staring at me. So I said, may your mothers be bereaved upon you. What is wrong with you that you people are staring at me? So because I engaged them in further conversation, they began... striking their hands upon their thighs when i realized that they were trying to silence me despite being upset i became silent after rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam had performed the salah may my parents be sacrificed upon him i have never come across a teacher before him nor after him who was more beautiful in the manner that he taught i take an oath on allah He did not rebuke me in any way nor did he strike me nor did he insult me three important points which Muawiyah bin Hakam Salimi Sulami radiyallahu ta'ala no mentions about the manner in which Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam addressed the problem that had occurred from this we can gain our guidelines those that are in a position of leadership those that are teachers those that are giving waz and nasihat at times the students or those who you come into contact with who are your subordinates will not behave in a correct way the way they were supposed to behave so obviously now becomes your task and your responsibility to correct them as parents almost daily we face this situation our children didn't behave appropriately they didn't do things in the manner that they were supposed to do it. so how do you guide them do you become upset become angry and as is unfortunately very common nowadays do you insult them your staff didn't do something the way they were supposed to do it how do you react in that situation muawiya bin hakam sulami radiyallahu ta'ala who describes the akhlaq and character of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam i take an oath on allah before him after him i never came across any one who was more beautiful 
and more kind and more considerate in the manner in which he taught me. So ask ourselves as fathers, as teachers, how many of us can claim such a thing when it comes to our students or our children that my father or my mother or my teacher, I never came across anyone who was more kind and considerate. What was it that struck him particularly about the behavior and conduct of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? He says, I take an oath on Allah, he did not rebuke me. He didn't swear me. He didn't insult me. He didn't run me down in any way. What did Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam do? He taught him in a nice and an appropriate manner. He said to him, Inna hadihi salah, salah is something la yasluhu fiha shay'un min kalamin nas. It is not appropriate that any worldly speech or any conversation with others besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should enter into salah. Innama hiya tasbih wa takbir. Salah, it is appropriate that we praise and glorify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Waqiratul Quran. And we recite the Quran. Okama kala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He said along these lines, Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gave me advice. Shaykh Sa'id Ahmad Madani rahimahullah said, that when one engages in the propagation and the ta'aleem and the teaching of deen, Allah Ta'ala will make your da'wat, your propagation, your waz, your nasihat, your tabliq, a means of guidance if there are four conditions or four prerequisites found with that, with the manner in which you gave the person Ta'aleem or you gave the person advice or nasihat or you gave the person dawat. He said the first thing is that the object niyat has to be correct. That you want to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You are doing it for Allah's sake. You're not doing it for name or fame or to acquire some worldly benefit. This is unfortunately another challenge. At times, sometimes we give a person nasihat or we give a person dini advice, but your gaze rather than the reformation of that person is the pocket of that person. Anbiya alayhi salatu wassalam interspersed throughout Quran, we find one integral part of the dawat and invitation of Anbiya alayhi salatu wassalam. Allah Ta'ala says, Ma as'alukum alayhi min ajr, in ajriya illa ala Allah. Every Nabi of Allah said to his people, I don't want any financial remuneration from you. In ajriya illa ala Allah. My reward is only from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wala tamnun tastakthir. Do not try to place this pressure on a person or come across with this idea that they need to financially remunerate you for your dini effort upon them. So the first thing he says, they should not be, the object should not be wealth, nor should it be fame or recognition. should be purely to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Secondly, your dawat or your ta'aleem or your teaching or your advice should be accompanied with 
And this was mentioned previously with hikmat, wisdom. Udu ila sabiri rabbika bil hikmah. Allah says, invite towards the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with hikmat, with wisdom. In hikmat and wisdom, as we mentioned previously, is like they say in Urdu, moqa shanasi, mardum shanasi. That be, con- be aware or cognizant of who you are addressing, when you are addressing, is it appropriate time, appropriate person, appropriate place. Don't start a lecture or a bayan to somebody in the middle of a busy road, example. In other words, there should be hikmat and wisdom in what you are doing. Thirdly, and this is very, very important, in fact, probably the most effective ingredient in engaging in dini dawat or in dini talim or in spiritual rectification of others is to display good character, akhlaq. Akhlaq and character. In fact, Hazrat Muhammad Yusuf Sahib Rahmatullahi in his Hayatu Sahaba is devoted an entire chapter to this. Babul Akhlaq al Mufdiya ila Hidayatin Nas. The chapter which deals with the akhlaq and character which became instrumental in the guidance of humanity. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, it was his akhlaq and character that melted the hearts of people. That brought people towards hidayat. Anbiya alayhi salatu wassalam, one effective tool which Allah Ta'ala would give them to prove their haqqaniyat would be what we call mu'ajizat and miracles. Yet if you look in the case of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, such, such miracles Allah gave him. Once Abu Jahal, Rabbi sallallahu gives him dawat. So with arrogance, he has some stones or pebbles in his hands, hidden. The fist is closed. And he says, tell me what is in my hand and I will accept you as the Nabi of Allah. So Allah's Rasul smiles at him and says that rather than me telling you, let what is in your hand tell you that who I am. And the stones speak that he is the Nabi of Allah. Yet, such a miracle and still it did not sway him. Allah's Rasul physically in front of the people of Makkah split the moon in two. Shakkul Qamar, splitting of the moon. That too didn't convince them. Likewise, so many miracles and physical power also. In the, on the occasion of the conquest of Makkah, he entered Makkah with an army 10,000 strong. That military might didn't convince them. At times, with little food, 30, 40, 50 people would eat. These type of miracles also didn't convince them. Yet, on the occasion of Fatih Makkah, the conquest of Makkah, when it was a time now that the oppressed, the one who had been persecuted mercilessly at the hands of the kuffar of Makkah, finally is in a position of authority. Now he is able to exact retribution. Now he is able to exact revenge upon them for the wrongs that they, for the grocery list of wrongs that they had done against Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. What was his reaction? لَا تَثْرِيبَ عَلَيْكُمُ الْيَوْمِ يَغْفِرُ اللَّهُ لَكُمْ I will say to you, as my brother Yusuf said to his brothers, there will be no revenge that is sought or wrought against you. May Allah forgive you. When he did this, then their hearts melted. And those who had seen open miracles and their hearts were not swayed, 
It was this display of extreme forgiveness, compassion, kindness, consideration, in other words, akhlaq and character, which caused their hearts to melt and many of them to enter into Islam. So, coming back to what you would say, the guidelines that were given, he said the third thing is that display good character, display akhlaq and character. And the fourth is that don't give dawat anyhow. Here was a situation. Somebody, because of his lack of understanding, had misbehaved in the open congregation of salah. He needed to be guided. Allah's Rasul calls him forward, doesn't scold him, doesn't sway him, doesn't insult him, doesn't raise his voice with him. Explains to him in a manner that he can appreciate and understand that this is salah, this is a masjid, this is not a place to be making noise. In salah, we remember Allah, we praise Allah, we recite the Quran, we don't engage in worldly conversation. Beautifully. So in other words, what was this? This is what we call husnet tadbir. Well planned. Ponder over the words that you are going to speak. Speak with wisdom. Speak in such a way that the heart of the listener is affected. وَعِذْهُمْ وَقُلْ لَهُمْ فِي أَنفُسِهِمْ قَوْلًا بَلِيغًا Allah says, give, speak in such a way that it penetrates the heart, affects the heart of the person that you are speaking. Shaykh Madini Rahimahullah mentions that if your da'wat or your ta'aleem or your spiritual advice contains these four ingredients, then it is more conducive that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will use you as a means of guidance and it will affect the heart of who you are speaking to. Like your stuff,